Welcome to School Scene. I'm your host, Dan Bridges, Naperville 203 Superintendent. More than 16,500 students grow, learn, and thrive in our 22 schools across Naperville, Bolingbrook, Lyle, and Woodridge. It's our goal to ensure each student receives a first-class education and graduates well-prepared for their next phase of life, whatever that may be. In this episode, we'll look at how Naperville 203 is expanding our early childhood offerings and working with community partners to expand our initiatives. Dr. Christine Igo and Lisa Exegas have been spearheading the district's early childhood expansion and developing Naperville 203 as a leader in social emotional learning at all ages. Welcome Christine and Lisa, great to have you here. Why don't you begin by telling our audience what is SEL? Sure, when we think about social emotional learning, we really think about kind of five big areas. We think about a, a child's ability to have some social awareness, to have some self-awareness, to be able to manage, to have some self-management skills, to make responsible decisions, as well as to build relationships with peers and adults. Why are all those things so important? You know, social emotional skills are critical to, to one's success at school, in the workplace, and at home. In fact, research tells us that adults who have well-established social and emotional skills perform better in life. And we know that when a student experiences a social emotional learning program at school, they actually, we could expect an 11 percentile point gain in their academic achievement as well. In fact, another recent study talked about a student's social emotional skills in kindergarten and the direct link when they had increased social emotional skills in kindergarten with lifetime outcomes. So they were more likely to graduate college and more likely to have a full-time job at age 25. Well thank you for hitting on those kindergarten students and we think about that kindergarten readiness aspect and one of the important parts of our early ch childhood program is that kindergarten readiness. What do our parents need to know about kindergarten readiness as it relates to social emotional learning skills? Sure, when we think about what is it that we want our students to have when they enter kindergarten so that they can be successful, we really kind of hone in on the skills around self-regulation. And that's really a child's ability to manage their emotions, their thinking and their impulses, as well as their ability to manage um, their behaviors. So those are the most important skills. And those, are, those skills are something that we develop over a lifetime. So they don't really develop all at once, but we know that those foundational skills are really developed for kids between birth and age five. So that's why we really spend some time focusing in on how can we build those skills. When we think about early childhood, uh, the Ann Reed Center, um, what does SEL look like in the classroom? How is it taught and really, you know, what does it look like? Sure, that's a great question. Uh, and we have a very comprehensive social emotional learning program throughout the district, early childhood through grade 12. And part of that programming is this curriculum that we embed every day for students. And at the Early Childhood Center, there is about eight to 10 minutes a day of explicit instruction on social emotional skills. That instruction includes read alouds and puppets and songs, and they're getting that real clear direction on how do you manage your emotions, how do you make friendships with peers. And then throughout the rest of the week, they really have that embedded into playtime and they're reinforcing the skills. So students have lots and lots of opportunities to practice. So that integration of the social emotional learning skills as well as academic and learning mm -hmm. skills is so important. Why? Tell, tell us why. Why is that so important that they're not just seen as something separate or apart? It's really kind of the 
the foundation. We often like to say those social emotional skills is the plate by which we build all other learning. So for our students really to engage in that deep academic learning that we would like, they have to have these social skills in place so that they can begin to collaborate with others, so that they can have conversations, so that they can agree and disagree on different things in ways that you know other people can hear what they have to say. What do you think really motivated our district to really take an emphasis or, or, or take time to really focus on social emotional learning? I think it stemmed from the community involvement with Focus 203 on what's important to our community. And we heard from the community that the whole child was critical. Plus, given all the research out there that supports the impact of social emotional learning on outcomes across the board for students as they are in school and then also as they enter adulthood, how could we not? So we are, as we, we've talked about, fortunate to have our early childhood center. We also recognize we cannot serve all of the mm -hmm. You know, three to five-year-old students in our community uh, at Ann Reeds, so we, we depend on partners. We also depend on parents as first sure. teachers. What can SEL look like at home? How can parents support uh, the learning of social-emotional skills in order to be successful as they go into kindergarten? Sure. You know, when we think about what are those things that parents can really do, we really, really focus in on our parents really being a model for our students and being able to model some of those self-regulation skills, but also start by naming emotions for kids, whether it's the emotions they see in themselves, the emotions they see in their child, especially if there are other places for them to do that is if they're reading in a book or maybe watching a video, being able to really name those skills. Really also being able to develop some, um, some consistency in day-to-day -day activities so kids are knowing what to expect and how to expect it. So that helps them to learn how to regulate what they're supposed to be doing. As well as having parents really um, think out loud when they're frustrated or upset so that they can help their child understand what are some things that we can do. I think I would add, it's really important to have realistic expectations as well, and three-year-olds can't manage their emotions, and what we're teaching them to do so, and by the end of kindergarten, we want them to be able to show those skills with teacher support. So for community providers and parents, we do have some resources available on our website. If you go to our website and under curriculum go to social-emotional learning, you can see um, both overviews which show what skills are we expecting students to perform at that three to five age level and then also we have parent snapshots that indicate how parents can support and build these skills at home as well. So I mentioned um, the recognition that we can't serve every child in the community at, at that early childhood age so we depend on community partners as well as parents to be able to support kids in that early childhood uh, time of learning. We've been focused on, on really trying to build an early childhood collaborative. What is that and why is that important to the success of our school district long term? Sure. So when we think about, um, like you said, we can't serve every single child, but we certainly want to make sure every child has a really strong quality early childhood experience. So we've developed an early childhood collaborative with some of our partners like the Naperville Park District, the DuPage Children's Museum, Loaves and Fishes, um, our Naperville Police Department. And as a group, we come together and really think about how are ways that we can coordinate our services and put things in place for students. So some of the things that we'll be doing kind of upcoming is making sure every child um, birth to five has the opportunity to have a developmental screening, as well as providing some learning for teachers, all teachers, um, of early childhood, whether they work in our district or whether they work for a private early childhood company, to be able to um, build and understand SEL skills and how they, how they work and ways that they can support kids learning and then being able to do that for parents as well, giving them some learning on our SEL coming up in the next couple months. So we've invested a lot of uh, time, resources into building our social emotional learning platform. What has been the greatest success so far since we've started this uh, initiative? 
I think it's been the impact on students and teachers. And we have heard from quite a few teachers that the students they got this year have stronger social emotional skills than students they had received in previous years. And that students are helping their peers also manage their emotions. They're modeling belly breaths and they're asking them to blow out the candles and take a breath. And when we see peers helping peers to learn those skills, mm -hmm. then that to me is a success. Christine, what's your greatest success? Um, I think really building off of those same things is watching our students really be able to to name some of the things that we're teaching and actually be able to say, this is a skill that I have that I know I can use to calm myself down. I was in kindergarten not that long ago and watching three or four kids really be able to say, I'm upset, I'm gonna take three deep breaths. That was really exciting. <laughs> Where's an area we need to get better? What's next steps? I think we need to continue to make sure that we're bringing in our community and our families so that they know too how can you model and show this to your students at home and we have made a few attempts at outreach but I think we can continue to grow in that area. Yeah, I think that's a great place for us to think about how we partner with our community mm -hmm. as they're such a, a vital part of who we are and what our success is. I'd like to thank Christine and Lisa. Up next, we'll learn more about our expanding early childhood programming and how we support our very youngest learners. With technology, you can make amazing worlds. Come with me. My team and I bring the Halo world to life. Is that you? That is me. I wasn't a math genius, and I knew nothing about coding. But you guys do. You guys have the power to change things. I want your job. I want you to have my job. Welcome back. I'd like to welcome A.J. McCree, principal at Ann Reed Early Childhood Center, and Peggy Kiefer, a parent educator for early learning programs to our show. A.J., why don't you begin by telling our audience and our community a little bit about our early childhood program. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our early childhood program is definitely state-of-the-art. Um, we have a fantastic building uh, on Naper Boulevard uh, where we have 17 classrooms of children uh, that are learning side-by-side uh, -side, all together, three to five years old. Um, we have teachers within those classrooms that have multiple certifications, so they all have their early childhood degree, their special education endorsement, and many of them ha also have their English as a second language endorsement. Um, the program uh, has three to five-year-olds all learning side by side. Uh, we have children that have with and without special needs all within every classroom. Uh, we also have children from multiple different languages in each classroom as well. Uh, we have uh, a research-based curriculum that we utilize, so children are um, utilizing play in order to learn academic skills, as well as social-emotional learning um, in order to put them onto a path for success. Great. AJ, you referenced the, the building on uh, Naper Boulevard, the yeah. Henry Early Childhood Center, but we've also expanded that program a little bit, yeah. haven't we? Tell us a little bit more about uh, where we've put classrooms. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this year uh, we were um, issued a grant um, to serve our um, 
children uh, the year before they go into kindergarten. So we opened up two classrooms at Maple Brook Elementary School and two classrooms at Scott Elementary School. And what makes those classrooms unique is that they are a full day program. So they additionally, um, they'll arrive at the same time that first grade does and go home at the same time first grade does. Um, they get to learn all day, they have lunch, uh, they have some quiet time, and uh, they get to really extend um, all their opportunities for learning. Peggy, will you tell the community a little bit about your role and what you do? Sure, so we also have a grant that was funded to us this year, although we've had it for the past um, probably at least eight or nine years. It um, was funded to grow and we now have, instead of which we started with two parent educators, eight parent educators, which are home visitors that go into the homes of families with moms who are either pregnant or are parenting birth to three-year-olds. And so what we do is give extra support to some of our families that could use some additional resources and aren't able to get those on their own. Great. AJ, tell us a little bit about what the day looks like for our uh, early childhood students. Sure, absolutely. So um, they all, uh, for the majority of our students, they come in on a bus. Uh, like the big kids, uh, they walk all the way down their classroom and they get right to work. So uh, one thing about early childhood is we really utilize and are intentional with every minute of the day. So as they're walking down the, the hallways of our beautiful building, we have things um, that allows them to start practicing math uh, as they're walking down to their classroom. Um, there they're greeted, uh, they start their own routine. Uh, a goal of ours is always to build that independence. So um, from the very first day of school, we're really working with them on those functional skills of how to hang up your backpack, how to take off your coat, uh, how to wash your hands. Um, from there, they jump right into learning. And so um, oftentimes, uh, individuals will ask about, well, is it academic or is it play-based? And so uh, really it's both. So we utilize play as that vehicle to support academic and social-emotional learning. So um, they'll have some tabletop activities that they'll be working on. Um, they will be using some cognitive skills uh, to solve puzzles. Um, they'll be using some uh, language skills uh, to read through books uh, with the different adults that are in the classroom with them. Um, they have activities, again, that are set up throughout the day. Uh, it's definitely a play-based environment. They'll have opportunities to learn within centers. So the classroom will be set up into distinct different areas, um, whether it's a sand and water table, a dramatic play, um, we'll have a toys and games center, a library, uh, it goes on and on. And so uh, within each setting, our teachers are masters at embedding learning. So they'll take a look at the goals that they have for individual students, and they'll embed uh, opportunities for them to work on those goals throughout the day, um, physically and uh, through their schedule. Great. Peggy, tell us a little bit more about a home visit. How might you work with the parent? Or what are some things that may occur during that visit? And why are those visits so important? Well, home visitors are really there to support the whole family. So as we go into the home, we find out a little bit about their backgrounds, how we can support them, and how we can help them to make school and the whole educational process a success for both the kiddos and the parents. Many of our families are from um, different countries where their school is different, their educational system is very different. So helping them learn what to expect, giving them those anticipatory guidance to um, explain what it's gonna look like, and then also what it's gonna look like for their child's development as they grow from little ones, infants, toddlers, until they come to the schools at three years old. 
Great. Um, as we think about the program in the future, uh, how do you hope to see it grow? I mean, what, what could this look like next year, five years down the road, or what's, what would be a, a, a goal for us? Sure. So um, we've been very lucky this year that we've expanded our program, um, but we are going to get to a point where we can only expand it so much. And so uh, I'm really excited about a collaborative that we've been working on uh, as a school district and in the 203 community. Um, we really are interested in partnering with many different entities so that we're working on professional learning, um, whether that's for uh, different daycare centers or early childhood centers that are in the area. Uh, as well as other different entities that are servicing children that are birth to age eight. Um, as well as, I, I really, um, we have an initiative that we'd really like to work on the opportunity to screen all children um, before they can come into our program. Uh, I, I, to support children. And so um, the idea of families being able to check in on their child's development and what we can do as a school district to support their children um, where they're at. Great. So when we think about both our birth to three program as well as the three to five program at Ann Reed, Mabel, Brook, and Scott, why are these programs so important to us as a school district long term? What, what, what can we hope from programs like this? Well, I know from the home visiting aspect, it's I think we get a way better um, look at a family and what we can do as a district to support the total family. Um, we work a lot with the resources within the community and the Children's Museum, the libraries, the park district, we have a lot of collaboration with and so we help families who are unknown to what's available to them help them recognize that and see what opportunities are there, which will in turn help their kiddos grow and learn. Right. How about our three to five program? Uh, really it's setting uh, families and children on the right trajectory. So. Um, one thing that's unique is that we're aligned exactly with what's happening K through 12 and 203. So uh, we're really putting our children on the right pathway uh, so that when they get to kindergarten, um, they don't miss a beat. And so they can just jump right into the curriculum and continue to grow from there. Thank you very much. Thanks, AJ and Peggy. It's always a good day when I get to spend time over at Ann Reed. I enjoy it so much. One thing that makes our early childhood initiatives such a success is our work with community partners. Up next, we'll learn how our partners collaborate with us to make an impact on our youngest students. NCTV 17 is your nonprofit community TV station, keeping you informed and connected in many ways. Thanks for joining us for this week's Naperville News. You might tune in to our weekly newscasts or receive free daily news and sports updates in your email. Or perhaps you enjoy watching community events or any of our original series. Welcome to the Naperville Moms Network. It could be that you've been on our set in our studio as a guest in one of our talk shows. Or maybe your son or daughter has appeared in a sports highlight or live broadcast. Or someone you know has been featured in Sports Story Sunday. No matter how you connect with NCTV 17, whether on air or online, we know you value local television coverage. And we value your continued support. It is my pleasure to introduce three people who are having a direct impact on many families in our community. Thomas Sullivan is the Director of Education and Programs at DuPage Children's Museum. 
Will Savage is the Director of Youth Services at the Lyle Library District. And Ellen Fitzgerald is the Children's Services Supervisor at the Naperville Public Library. Welcome to everyone. Naperville District 203 believes that an exemplary school district is the result of a collaboration among its students, staff, parents, and community. And as members of the community, your organizations play a significant role in ensuring the success of all of our kids. So thank you for all that you do. Why don't you take a little bit uh, of time here. Tell us about your organization and why you became involved in the, the, the Early Childhood Collaborative. I'll take you first. Uh, thanks, Dan, for having me here today. Uh, my name is Will Savage. I am, as you said, the head of youth services at the Lyle Library District. And part of the reason we're here today is because as a library, which I'm sure Ellen will speak to as well, we really try to focus on education from birth to adulthood through the rest of your life. And a big part of this collaborative is to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to receive the best education that they can and we make available for them. And a big part of the reason why Lyle is here is because we're a library district and so we have many of our households who are District 203 students and not many people realize that and so we really want to emphasize the point that while you may not live in Lyle our services may be directly for you and uh, we want to make sure that, that message is out there and being part of this collaborative is really I think pushing that part of our agenda forward. Great. Um, similar to what Will said, as a library, we exist to bring information to the people of the community. Um, and at the Naperville Public Library, we've been working with District 203 since our existence to bring information to families. And working with the collaborative is a way that we can do that. We can help um, help these children and help these families um, get what they need and expand and grow. Well, Dan, uh, first, thank you for having, uh, having us on today. Uh, the DuPage Children's Museum is absolutely thrilled to be able to offer whatever services we can, and uh, whether that means collaboration on uh, events or advice or just to be the space to play as in addition to the wonderful work that's happening in the classrooms. We, we see ourselves as that open arena for uh, the children and their parents to come and play with the things that they're learning in the classrooms of, of uh, 203 and it makes while you know we are DuPage Children's Museum and we serve a, a, a very large geographic area we are home right here in Naperville right. so it's it right. have being right down the street from the district office we get to say hello quite often and we uh, whatever we can do is as uh, a support system that the other side the the informal to the formal of the classroom and the play space we we see ourselves as great friends and partners in that absolutely great friends and partners and we have partnered with all three of your organizations for years this is not the first time we've done so but this is such an exciting initiative the early childhood uh, collaborative tell us a little bit about uh, some of the goals of the collaborative and how those, some of those goals align with your mission well, the main goal of the collaborative is to guarantee that every child is ready for kindergarten. Um, and a big way to do that is to make sure that these families have the resources that they need to provide um, an early childhood education. So when a child goes to kindergarten, they have those things that they need. Um, even beyond that, it's making sure that they have their basic needs so then they can focus on these higher needs of knowing primary or having and maintaining primary skills. Great. I think the most exciting part for me is that uh, 
there is so much, like Ellen said, that we try to do with regards to education from birth to uh, for the rest of your life, but there are so many things that we can't specifically offer, and a big part of this collaborative is to make sure that I know exactly who to send someone to to get them the help that they need. So instead of them coming in and me saying, well, here are maybe four or five options locally that might be best for you, this collaboration is going to allow me to not only have the contacts, but have the information right there and say, hey, this is going to be perfect for you. It's not going to be hard. We're going to make this as easy as we can so that you are comfortable and relaxed with the decisions you're making and that your kids are going to succeed. That's what I'm most excited for. Great. And for the Children's Museum? Well, the Early Childhood Collaborative in general is such an incredible opportunity for the district, for agencies, for community partners to come together and brainstorm. I mean, we're, we're all trying to serve these families as best as we possibly can. So knowing what each other are up to, getting you know new ideas based on research that one found that we'd like to explore in another space. This is, it's, un, in, it's an invaluable opportunity for us to meet regularly and chat and talk and play. And I think the collaboration is so important because I think if we recognize that not one of our organizations can serve every child uh, birth to five and then beyond, but maybe together that net gets spread a lot farther and a lot more kids and a lot more families get served. That's one of the things that excites me about this collaborative is, is us working together. What are some of the things that have you most excited about this collaborative? And when you look into the future, what do you hope for from it? Um, well, something I'm very excited about is definitely all of these different organizations coming together. I mean, working with uh, Lyle Library, the DuPage Children's Museum, Lowe's and Fishes. And we're all working together for this one cause to make sure that uh, the children of the community are taken care of and nobody's falling through the cracks. Um, and that we're getting, we're addressing all these different issues and we're trying to help everyone. And it's really, um, it's really near and dear to my heart that we're trying to help everyone in the community. Uh, the thing I think I'm most excited for is the fact that there are so many segments of local government really working together with uh, the private sector to, to really fulfill uh, the potential of all the children in our community. And that's the most exciting for me to see uh, so many different organizations come together from so many different places that all have this overarching, um, this goal. And we're able to really meet together to try to achieve this for the best of our, our community. And I think overall I'd love for this to eventually to continue because as we've said before, these children don't just stop learning at the age of five. This is gonna keep going and having all these resources available, not just for these kids when they're five, but when they're 10, when they're 15, and having this network for all of us to work in and be comfortable with uh, has me really excited for the future. I think what excites me, DuPage Children's Museum has accessibility as a very high goal for us, whether that's uh, financial or cultural or linguistic or even the physical or cognitive variations that you might see. And working with uh, organizations like districts and other uh, cultural organizations, we're able to strengthen the capabilities of serving a variety of different people, meeting them where they are. So hearing about challenges and successes from the other folks, that's something that as we grow our ability to serve everyone, it makes it especially uh, beneficial to meet regularly and exchange notes. Oh, sure. I, I, you know, I think we all agree that our primary purpose here is to serve the kids of our communities uh, and their families as well. But there's some benefit for all of us from this collaborative as well, right? For us, we think about long-term uh, achievement gap closing strategies to ensure success for kids over a long period of time. How are your organizations benefiting from this collaborative? 
Well, I can definitely say that you know, uh, with the DuPage Children's Museum, we are we're fortunate enough to serve on several different collaboratives too, as far as the the countywide, several of our other neighbors, and being able personally, it's very useful to come back and say, "What's Addison up to? What's Naperville doing?" What's uh, so that we can better uh, understand how to serve those communities that we're in that aren't you know our, our physical home, but places that we go through our outreach programming. It's very useful for us, and then we like to be able to say. You know, we've learned this from other places. Let's figure out how we can implement different uh, ideas wherever we go. And how about our library districts? Uh, as a library district, uh, as I mentioned before, one of the bigger issues we have is uh, getting that word out that there are people who, although you may live in Naperville, you may live in Woodridge, you may live in Downers Grove, you are part of, you may be part of the Lyle Library District. And so spreading that word that we have these resources available to you and that we're here to serve you uh, might be one of our hardest things. And by working within all those surrounding communities, particularly this one obviously with Naperville, uh, it's letting us reach because that's our biggest portion of homes and patrons who don't actually live within Lyle proper uh, over by Steeple Run. And so letting those families know that uh, we're your library and uh, we're here for you. Like, come talk to us. Come tell us what you need. That's what we're here for. We want to see you. We want to, uh, we want to hear from you. Great. Yeah, and definitely for the Naperville Public Library, one of the big things that we're getting out of this, and anytime we're part of any collaborative effort, is that we are building people who, building a base of people who realize that the library is a place to go. It's a place for them to be. That's actually our vision statement is the place to be, the place to become. And we want to get that message out to the community that we are a place that you can be. And once you're a library user, you become a lifelong library user. And we really want people to realize that we're here for them. Well, that's a great point. And I know it's in the early stages, but I'm very excited about this collaborative. I'm very grateful for your organizations participating and being a part of it. I'd like to thank all of my guests today for joining us on this episode of School Scene.